It's got the most interesting presidents, the rise and fall of male circumcision in America, and totally real listener mail. Okay, so anyway, this all yeah. started like uh, what were we uh, talking about? Johnny on the spot. You I'm saying how I love Trump. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's got some good points. I'm like, uh, oh, Hitler, you went too far, but he's got some good points. That's why I'm realizing I'm, I'm dangerously close to that. So I'm like, maybe I should rethink my uh, view on yes, some of these things. I think so. <laughs> no, this all started because yeah. Jesse said um, he had a topic idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the president. topic. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. He said, what was it to name the Daniel? Three should, most interesting presidents. Three to most you. interesting presidents. Oh, God. Well, now, I, how do you define interesting? Is it interesting to him arbitrarily or interesting? I think that's what he was saying, arbitrarily. Like historically. Just sort of, in your opinion, what's, you know, there's various ways to be interesting. Presidents of the United States? This isn't something I've, this is something I have thought about yeah. at one point in my life a lot. And that's why I wish I had had or, like. Or not even three, but how about just two? In what in what respect though? In what respect? Because like you know, in, in whichever respect is it depends on my mood of the day. Like we were yeah, talking yeah, about okay. John Tyler see, last week, go. right? Like right, the right. Tyler precedent of a vice president who becomes president, right? Um, and he was the first one vice president to become president. And they were like, you know, is he acting president? Is he really the president? Was he, the, he was the yeah, that's right. So it's like the other guy was the first guy to die in office, right? Right. And it's like, so what is the deal? Like, what kind of powers does this guy have? And in the Constitution, it clearly says, getting back to Mark Levin, uh, oh, no. who, who re- <laughs> very Let's forget about, but that. it does say uh, that you know when if the president dies, the the vice president will become president. But there was some kind of debate about that. Um, at the time, like, are you really like, do you really have like all the, the exact same rule? Or are you just filling in for that? You know, and he set up the precedent like, no, I'm the fucking president, motherfucker. He's serving out like an entire four. Years. Yeah. Well, that well, he died. Yeah. He served. Oh, that's the other thing. He served three. Just about the whole term. He served. He served more time than JFK uh, served. You know, I mean, he uh, it's just as far and, as time and he was in like the. OK, like he was a Whig. No, but he was. Well, but he, he wasn't like really a Whig. He was still kind of like more like the Democrats. But he wasn't. A, in other ways, he wasn't like the Democrats. Well, that's the some thing. ways he was, in some ways he wasn't. But so like neither party liked him. Yeah. So the, at the end of his term, like you know, he wasn't going to run again because none nobody like none of the parties liked him. Well, he, he was, set up the precedent that like if even if like uh, he was elected vice president he wasn't going to necessarily do the same thing that the the previous president would have done he was his own man yeah you know and it the was, same he wasn't Drew. a caretaker Drew. yeah for, for whatever the, for agenda policies yeah. and same thing happened with andrew johnson for lincoln and that during reconstruction and, oh. and and it would have been a lot better if lincoln had lived but you know andrew johnson was very uh pro-confederacy in a lot of ways i mean or you know he well he was an, the he mexican w- government he was pro-union, but he was very forgiving of a lot of the. <laughs> well, you know. Lincoln would have been. That's true too. too. That's a good point. So I maybe mean, he at was least, just. At least that's what. But, the you know. Is. Well, then again, Lincoln would have. That's an interesting point. With would Lincoln, he was a better politician, I guess, and more <laughs> beloved than. Um, but a lot of that stuff Johnson. was still. I mean, Congress was still anti. Once the. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, okay. I guess. What would have it, happened? It, it, once the, uh, more. The more like abolitionist Republicans took over, yeah, Congress. Then, you know, they. Yeah, I guess. Well, actually, you know, like uh, a professor I had was um, made the point, and I don't know if I really buy this, but he was saying that a lot of uh, 
people in Congress, they weren't happy Lincoln died, but in a way they were like, well, let's give this. We, they didn't know what Johnson was going to do, and they were like, yeah. well, maybe this is an opportunity. Because well, Lincoln was very. There was very, the thing about Johnson was from Tennessee, and then Tennessee didn't actually go through Reconstruction. I mean, as far as there was no military occupation of Tennessee. There was no, you know, yeah. like, like there was for the rest of them. Yeah. Did you know that? No, I did. I did. Like, also, um, well, well, Johnson, wasn't Johnson, um, he was pro-union. Well, uh, yeah, he was a unionist. But he was a slave owner, too, wasn't but he? But he was, he was actually... No, he wasn't a slave owner. He was, he, was he he had, a poor guy. No, he, he had owned slaves. He owned slaves, okay. I mean, he wasn't He wasn't a rich man. Right. But he, uh, he had, like, a like an assistant in his... He was, like, a tailor. Okay. Yeah, so that's right. He, okay. So I think he had some sort of, maybe an, some sort of assistant slaves and maybe some sort of domestic slaves at home. Yeah. But, but like, a couple... Grant had had a slave or two. I like the, he was the last president, the last Grant, last, Grant. last guy to be president who had owned slaves. Grant owned slaves. He didn't own slaves when he was president, of course, right? Because he it was illegal. He couldn't back then. anymore. He was really but, upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> no. He was pretty bummed out. But at one point, what a I think when he was a farmer or something, he right. owned a slave. Grant. Okay, yeah. No, now you're getting into stuff. But that's a, but, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Th- again, I I used to be very read up on presidents and. Um, this kind of um, American political history. I'm just not as much anymore. I'm a little bit rusty, but okay. the original question. What about Kings of England? No, no, I think. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, well, I'm actually I'm actually much or more queens. brushed up on Kings and Queens of England now because there of there you go. Let's but talk about I, no, that no, shit, but I like but... I do like the initial question of uh, who do you arbitrarily like the most? Who do you find the most interesting? Because I could say anybody like Fillmore. Because Tyler say, is definitely one of the more interesting guys. Yeah, he's interesting. Like he's not uh, like necessarily not like you would have voted for him necessarily but right like, but he was definitely an interesting president andrew jackson yeah. was an interesting president yeah i'm trying to think who i find to be the most like Jer- andrew jackson just as an aside andrew jackson yeah um had so much uh shot bullet <laughs> shot in him yeah. apparently that he would rattle yeah. like when he oh, that's kind of cool and and <laughs> He lived a long time. He was always in eighteen forty-five yeah. is he when he lived, died. He right? lived a long time, but while he would like when he was president, when he was meeting with his cabinet, it was it would it just occasionally he would like cough. He would have like a coughing fit and cough a bunch of like fucking blood out. Cool, and then just wipe it off his chin and be like, "All right, let's go." He and he lived plenty yeah. long after that. He was, they, they took a photograph of him in eighteen in the eighteen forties where he looks old as shit. You can see this photograph where he, he just looks uh, like he's he he was dueling a lot. And yeah, he, and he would yeah. always wait for the other guy to shoot. Yes, first. yes. So, so it doesn't matter. I mean, apparently he just didn't give a shit whether you he got hit or not. Yeah. and then he would just shoot the other fucking. His guy. strategy like, was it. So wow. there's a, the, the 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 logic behind it actually makes sense. There was a couple things he did while dueling that everyone said was bad pool, but technically there was no rules bad against pool. it, so he was allowed to do I it. I bet they used a different so, word. So one of the, the one of the things he did is what Jesse said, which is. The rule was is each person got a shot, and traditionally you both turned around and fired at the same time. But there was nothing in the rules that said you had to do that. So he would just let the other guy shoot first. Usually he'd shoot real fast. You're nervous. He's he's aiming real quick. He'd let the guy shoot, and then he could take his time and just slowly point at this yeah. poor <laughs> asshole who has to stand there and just get shot by him, and he'd shoot him in the neck. That's the thing yeah. about dueling. you got to stand there and let the other guy and, shoot and, you. And, and, and he often would be shot in the process, but like because they're all like turning around and being like, oh, you know, and, and it's not very <laughs> yeah, accurate yeah. guns, but he would just slowly. He was cool-headed, And he yeah. knew, he was like, I'm going to shoot you in the neck. I'm not going to shoot you in the head or in the leg. I'm going to shoot you in the fucking neck. Yeah. That was his go-to slow, spot. Right. So that was, was one a good thing shot. he did. The, uh, another thing he did was he always stood sideways 
And they were like, uh, why do you do that? And he's like, because it's less of a target. Yeah. And they're like, you're not allowed to do that. And he's like, tell me where it says not. I can't do that in the rules. <laughs> right, right. And they're like, fuck you, man. But that was another thing that he did. And other people started doing after that. Yeah, why not? And then the last big thing that pissed people off was he would wear like a big ass flowing jacket. Yeah. And he was like a tall, skinny dude. So half the time when he gets shot, like he wasn't getting shot. Like it was his jacket. Like, so he yeah. has like these bullet holes in his jacket where he wasn't wounded at all. It was just because they, you know, would he still wear the jacket after the, as like kind of brag? I don't know. I That's, have to, we got to know these. Up. Jesse probably knows. I'd have to look that up. <laughs> you might have it mended. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I was thinking you would walk around and brag. Look at these bullet holes. Even if, you know. The, the thing is, I don't think it's worth going into here because so, yeah. we can proceed to your next president. But just yeah, as an aside, right. no, no, no. people should listen to, uh, there's an episode of the Dollop podcast. Yeah, that's a good one. Jackson Cheese. Because yeah. it, it all details the whole thing about uh, uh, Jackson getting gifted these yeah. two giant wheels of cheese that turned into this horrible problem. They were from New York. They hung around the White House for years, and they had to put them in like this own their own room in the White House. And they stunk up the place all summer. They stunk up the place. And when like fucking yeah. Van Buren came in, he was the next guy, right? Van yeah, Van. yeah. yeah. Uh, like the fucking cheese was still there. Yeah, and it was like it was almost like a prank because the thing what? is, is there are articles written in like the Washington Star or whatever complaining yeah. <laughs> in D.C. about how all summer long, uh, uh, within eight blocks of the White House, that's just hilarious. Stank of this well, cheese. he he did come in and he did have like a big fuck you to the that establishment. Was they had the so party. DC yeah. Well, yeah, they really? had a big spittoon they put down in. The, I mean, literally on his inauguration day, it, it is the people's house. Well, the party. No, I the mean, thing the about that, the story about the party is is also told along with the Jackson Cheese story because they're yeah. sort of related. But the thing is, as funny as... Is that apocryphal? No, no, it's true. It's That's all true. That's what I thought, yeah. But he, he had this big party, but the thing that was great was is like um, after after like 10 hours or something, like even Jackson was getting like, okay, I don't want these fucking people around. So he was like, you got to get got to get him out of here. Yeah. And so his... Um, he had his wait staff. They just took all the drinks out on the lawn and all like the revelers just followed them and then they just locked the doors. But the people just stayed and they were cool with it. They were like, you can party here all fucking night. Yeah, yeah, right. And here's the, but we'll put all the booze and shit outside. They stayed for days. Actually, right? somebody, yeah, they stayed for it days. was funny because that reminds me of like MTV News, um, like, you know, Tabitha Soren in the 90s. She was interviewing Bill Clinton on his inauguration day and like, some rock bands, I don't know if it was Soul Asylum, some other, like, kind of, not really dangerous rock bands, but loud rock bands. They're kind of gruff looking. And she said something like, have you? Have we ever had, you know, really gruff people like that, you know, at the White House? And Bill's like, Bill Clinton's like, yeah, yeah, this is the people's house. Sure we have. We've had all kinds of people here, you know, that kind of thing. All kinds of people. Yeah, and, I, you know, I think that he brought, he might have brought that up. Purple, I've had all kinds of people. people. Yeah, right. All and kinds. this is my first day. They have, yeah. like, black, brown, and purple people. Purple. And purple people. I'm not cool with purple people. Um. So what? Uh, okay. Are we talking about the personality of the president, or are we talking about the circumstances of their presidency? Because it's it's whatever, man. It's because a, it's a big old broad question. Because I mean, I would that say I thought of and didn't as elaborate. A, well, as Do you guys a, know anything about the um, circumcision status of presidents? Is it was it more all old? but three have been circumcised? <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, when did it become a thing that like um, like just all Americans were circumcised? That's a good like, question. Uh, was I doubt that? Uh, only there was some. Is way that we some kind of nineteenth century janks? Is that a twentieth century? I think James Madison was circumcised. Definitely. James Madison? I don't know. <laughs> but it's okay. I think this is just a... I have no uh, we should knowledge. should call Jimmy and ask him. He might know. Um, okay, well, here's the thing. I think that if we're getting into how... It depends on how you ask the question, because 
I think which question am I asking? Okay, uh, my, the most intriguing presidents because uh, as yeah. a person, I'd say Teddy Roosevelt is a more intriguing person sure. than Gerald Ford. But the circumstances of Gerald Ford's administration was fascinating yeah. because he was never even elected vice president. And I think if this, if that, I don't think that'll ever happen again. Or it's very unlikely. Probably. And not. if if you look back on um, history of the presidency in three hundred years, if we haven't blown up in the next two, um, I think people will look back Probably on not. Gerald Ford and say that was really fascinating that he wasn't elected either president or vice president. He never wanted to be president. He his his biggest I think ambition was to be Speaker of the House. Yeah. And all of a sudden he finds himself as the most powerful man in the world. Yeah. That's a pretty fascinating and he was circumstance. Just sort of like just like a whatever dude. It yeah. Was just like everybody was just like eh. Yeah, and it's like he's uh, it's a that's a really fascinating kind of but circumstance. But it was a uh, the seventy six election was like a very close election. Yeah, so I mean he he, he, was, he was almost like reelected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And or, Carter or just um, elected. <laughs> and he served, I think, more as much time, if not more time, than JFK. It's yeah. just as time wise, but his exactly. <laughs> you keep like I, using well, JFK as a, as a well, no, because JFK is like served for John only Tyler two and a half years. <laughs> well, I mean, no, well, he's ser- I'm saying it's Taylor. Just, well, you can't base it on the amount of time Zachary served. Taylor, how long was Zachary Taylor in there? Because uh, he died in office. He was so. in there for like a from, He was the uh, only other Whig to be elected. I'd say president. 18 months because maybe less. Well, it was from March 1849 that, to to uh, to. Independence apparently, Day. Like, apparently, Zachary Taylor was just like eighteen fifty, com- like completely like clueless about just about everything about he, just like being president. He was president for sixteen months, so yeah. the shortest uh, he was just like serving this old, presidents this old are fool that was just like an idiot. That like like he 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 was a Whig, like yeah, and he was elected as a Whig. He was like only one of two men elected from the Whig party to be. President. Well, they got two generals, but like that even, were he didn't even like. He wasn't even really. He didn't a care Whig. about it. He was no. like, he was apolitical, and he thought he was just like being Jeffersonian, and that's not a Whig at all. Well, like, no, he <laughs> was he was like a a general, kind of like Andrew Jackson and uh, the, uh, William, William Henry, Henry Harrison, yeah, who the, were the other Whig. Yeah. Was, was a general as well. Yeah, they were just and they were running on the populist Typic, kind of. Um, well, that's sort of what uh, what happened is they took like that populist message and kind of turned it around on its head. It's like we're going to get a guy who's beloved you know like by uh, by the people the crushing federal infrastructure right and well that's what uh, uh so back in the 1870s circumcision was used to treat <laughs> conditions as varied as asthma epilepsy hernia and indige- indigestion oh my god um makes sense so uh this obsession with cleanliness this is referring this is an article talking about uh uh, da, 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 let me see. The, the the genitals were found filthy by association. Smegma, mm-hmm. the oily white substance Ooh. that accumulates under the skin, under the foreskin in uncircumcised males, was increasingly seen as a source of contamination. Uh, this obsession with cleanliness was class infected, inflected. At the turn of the century, as millions of immigrants from Southern and Eastern Europe poured into U.S. cities, circumcision became one important way that the middle-class Americans distinguished themselves from poor, dirty immigrants. Mm, okay. <laughs> For real. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. So most so of them... So a mark of civilization that enshrined, it was enshrined in the American popular culture. And, what, and, what year and, was that? 19th century? Around what time? The 1970s, 1970s is when it kind of started out. Uh, okay, so probably like uh, late, Abraham Lincoln had schmegma. So all those guys, uh, so Grant, basically everybody up to uh, yeah, I haven't been able to find out exactly. When I it say became Teddy like Roosevelt was the first circumcised president. You it think started. So? Yeah, I say well, McKinley. Well, when was he born? He was born in like the 
I think he was a man of the times. 18. I think he got circumcised. He was born in 1850s? 1860s? Well, how he was, what, 35 when he became president in 1901? So what, oh, let's uh, subtract uh, 35. 1870. Yeah, so he that would have been basically around the same time. I think McKinley was the last guy with an uncircumcised penis um, who was president. McKinley. Yeah, so I'm going to be... So uh, McKinley just seems like a bad dude. It man. seems that it was it was it, it reached its peak. Circumcision reached its peak in the United States <laughs> in the 1960s. 1960s. We're around 80 to 90% of male uh, children born in the United States uh, uh, were circumcised. And Far then it started out. to, to tail, tail off ever since then. Yeah. No, I'd say uh, that every president since Teddy Roosevelt has been circumcised. I'm willing to go out on a, on a limb and say that. We're going to have to find there out. There was this thing that there was this like bone of contention between like Mike and uh, and Heather when they were when they were going out. That like, Yeah, I heard about this. About like circumcising. She and, didn't like, like it. Heather was against circumcising. And um, and Mike was all like, "That's really weird." And like, he's like, "No, if we have a son, I'm going to." No, no, I remember this. Yeah. Like, Will told me the story, and it was like Heather was very like, "No, I would never have any of my children. None of that's. It's never going to happen to any of my sons." And Mike said, "If we have a child, I will be the one to go circumcise him if I have to." You know? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's right. That's I right. will do it because it's right. not okay to not have a. You know, I, I I don't I don't I wasn't there to hear it. I heard the second hand through Will, so I I don't know if I that think actually I decided happened that or not. I don't really care what. If I have a son, what his penis does. So yeah, I like being son. What's your penis will, doing? Natalie will probably because Natalie is related to Heather, and they're all in, ah, a, in a club see, together. Yeah, they. they uh, well, Natalie is kind of different from the, Heather. The, it's though. a yeah. non-circumcision family, and but she could be uh, the black sheep. Right, she, she could I be the cut penis. And of I don't the really family. care if I have a if I have a son like what his penis is like. I don't so. care either. <laughs> Well, I guess I can't really. It's like you're not I'm, constantly I'm obsessing circumc- over I'm small circumcised babies. And I, and I children. like that, but but like, but if you're like, <laughs> why'd you do like weird octopus fingers? <laughs> yeah. What if your uh, son comes up to you and says like, yeah, gavel, gavel. Dad, my penis is is acting weird, and you're like, well, son, I don't know. I'm not sir. I'm not uncircumcised. I can't help you with this. <laughs> I have zero advice to offer. Yeah, I can't help you. you gotta I ask someone else. Yeah, you got to <laughs> ask your mother. She's the one who wanted you to not get circumcised. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You could turn it around. And be That's like, okay, you see, now yeah. you're going to have to answer that question. That's actually good. Yeah, it's like, well, I, sorry, sorry. I, I, my penis is different than yours, son. I, I can't. But we help. don't know. We don't know. We don't know what's happening. We don't know what's happening. Why? Um, <laughs> so, man, getting back to uh, the boring president talk. Um, Did you get to the second president yet? No, this is good. I li- okay. This is good stuff. Well, this we is were spawning all sorts of material. Well, <laughs> yeah, this, it got we got on circumcision. Well, it was also kind of like when uh, Van Buren ran against William Henry Harrison because Van Buren was a Jackson guy. He was oh, a, yeah. He, I think, said in 1840, like, man, they've used our methods against us. You know what I mean? Was he, all, was he a free soil guy, too? Uh, Van Buren? Or was that somebody different? I think he might have been. Because didn't he run? Wasn't he um, like a third party candidate yeah. in like the the forties? Well, like later on, he was he was a. Free, I think he was a free he soiler. Was, he was a free soiler. In eighteen forty eight, those guys were all right. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that was eighteen fifty two. Anyway, so getting back to the president talk, I I think it really I need to have some kind of parameters for this because I feel like if I just throw out, um, uh, I, I'll say overrated. I don't find Reagan particularly interesting. You're not a nice person. <laughs> That's true. 
In 200 years, I pray to God that Trump is seen as one of the most fascinating presidents. There's nothing interesting yeah. about Reagan as a, as a president or like as like governor of California. Yeah, he a, He's just an asshole all around. Fuck him. It's interesting yeah. that he used to be like a like a B movie actor. Yeah, he was he was nothing special. But it's not that interesting. Well, it's kind of like uh, when when uh, Patrick and I were up at the uh, locker room. Like I'm not even gonna like because there's a bunch of Republicans to give background. Uh, Mike works. Our friend Mike works at this uh, I, I sports know th- bar. I know this. Where they're all well. I'm just he's for my our, friend too. For our audience, for the I people listening Putin. to the podcast. Nobody's listening. Yeah, like for the one. Per- well, Rebecca listens now. Apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but she knows Mike. Well, she doesn't necessarily know where he works and the kind of clientele that comes into his. <laughs> I'm trying to give background. W. Bush. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Go ahead. So in any case. Uh, Occasionally on a Tuesday, I'll go into um, locker room because it's half uh, or Tuesday or Thursday. It's ha- they have half off wings and half off burgers. So I'll go in there and I'll see all these Republican white the guys room hanging is around in Falls Church, Virginia. Yeah, it's in Falls Church, Virginia. A bunch of Republican white guys go hang out there, and and Mike hates it, but he can't. You say Republican white guys. It's redundant. Yeah. Well. Yeah. These, but bunch of assholes basically. A bunch of white guys. Um, they're horrible. They're horrible people. And uh, Mike relies on them to make a living. So he can't, you know, like talk really loudly about how he hates uh, Trump. But, you know, Patrick and I will go in there. Patrick and I are both loud guys. Like when we talk, we're both very loud and we project and everybody's going to fucking hear us. Like if, if Patrick and I are talking, the whole fucking room is going to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> like we walk into a 7-Eleven or having a conversation about, you know, whatever. Like they can hop- hear you up, circumcising. upstairs. Yeah, if we talk about circumcising so we, presidents. The people, the yeah. people that are upstairs in this house right now can hear you. Yeah, they can hear me. Because you're a loud motherfucker. Me and Patrick are both very loud and we project our voices. And um, if we walk into a 7-Eleven. every after he has a Red Bull or two. Yes. Well, no, no. When Patrick and I get into a, a discussion about something, it could be about uh, anything. I, I mean, it could be about Star Trek. You know, we're talking about it. Everybody else is going to fucking hear about it, even if they don't want to. So we go into this restaurant, bunch of Republicans, and I, I like to uh, talk really loudly about how I don't like Reagan because it's not it's it's like low hanging fruit to go in there and say, oh, I hate Trump because they're used to that. But yeah, like, that was it was actually it was it was delightful because we were having a nice well we weren't like trying to troll these guys no that was a side benefit we were yeah just it was a side a, we yeah. were having a, just our normal conversation while we were eating our wings or whatever yeah and uh, we're talking about Trump and and talking about what a catastrophe he is and about how anybody who supports him is a fucking maniac and right I, I I think I trotted out my analogy about like uh, you know it's the, the cancer is, uh, is 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 has no agency it's uh, doing what it does but you still have to cut it out it's like Trump yes yeah. <laughs> and we would have been talking about that anyway exactly you know and we, but then but then Daniel was like I bring at, the up end, Re- at the end he was like oh and and Reagan Reagan oh. and I and I brought that specifically <laughs> that up was, that was a troll I specifically yes that was a troll because I specifically <laughs> brought it up because there were some white guys sitting near us. And I knew they heard our whole conversation about Trump, and I'm sure that they were like, oh, those typical liberal idiots. And then I started saying some really intricate stuff about how Reagan was a piece of shit. And, like, they looked really uncomfortable with that because it's it's almost like saying, like, Jesus didn't exist to a, you know, born-again Christian. Yes, which, um, I, which I've done that as well. Who it, well, but it's actually worse than that because, they're like, a born-again Christian, if you're living in this area, they've heard that. Yeah. But people never question Reagan. Like, they, there's something about Reagan that's, like, untouchable. Well... He was, yeah, he was somehow this, he, he wasn't a great guy. He was a motherfucker. And, um, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of an asshole. There. I mean, like, yeah, a, a W. Bush and uh, Trump make him look good. But that doesn't mean that Reagan was good, you know? And that's the thing. I, I that, that needs to be questioned more often, yeah. you know? And that's the problem. Um, 
He was just a guy that like he sort of he just knew how to be a president more than those guys did. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it doesn't didn't mean that like he did the right things or it was coming from the right place at all. Or well, like, my problem is like even if you support Americans. him, I, I'm I'm fine if you want to make the argument for Reagan. Okay, whatever. I don't agree with you. But what I can't stand is that there's this unspoken thing that Reagan was was a a brilliant, perfect guy, and I'm like, no, he no. was he was a piece of shit, and he was a bad president. Kind of a piece of shit. We'll preserve. I mean, for our children, this the last best hope of man <laughs> on earth. I mean, we'll if you want to go with like just pure Cold War logic, that's okay, a, that's a Lincoln line. That last best hope. That's a Lincoln line. Again, if he you want to compare him, if you compare him to. Uh, w. Bush, who went to war in Iraq for no reason, at least, you know, like the USSR was an existential threat and they did have nukes. Yeah. I mean, there was something that Reagan did that you can argue, the, you know, whatever. Reagan also had tons of people around him. I mean, the, yeah. we, we didn't lose the Cold War. Yeah, and, and I give That's Reagan good. props for that. But just because of that, that doesn't mean that he was this, this you know, saint or, you know, deity. Yeah. Yeah, that's foolishness. Uh, and that's the problem. It's like people say, no, everything he did was perfect. And I'm like, no, he, he really wasn't that good of a president. If yeah, you look he at- also was having problems towards the end. And yeah. we're, we're facing that again now. The only difference is, is that uh, Reagan, for, for all his pluses and minuses, wasn't a... Uh, uh, narcissistic maniac. Right. Again, it's so when his brain when, when his brain started melting, it, it was not. You were more worried about him, sort of like looking old and feeble, not yeah starting a war. You know. Yeah, but you have to keep going. I I just want people to be reminded, like, yes, by comparison to Trump and W. Bush, Reagan was the you know fucking uh, yes. Thomas Jefferson yes. Lincoln. You know, yes. so yeah, you got my point. <laughs> he was the Thomas Jefferson Lincoln. Or uh, Thomas Jefferson was an asshole too. They were all assholes. <laughs> Fuck them all. It's kind of part. All and presidents were shitheads. Time. Even Obama was a dick. I mean, all of them were assholes. I mean, let's get real. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's not true. I mean, if no, no, no. If, like, if you want to compare it to like, let's um, get real. <laughs> no, look, I love Obama, and I, I voted for Obama. I love and, it. And the the reasons that I don't everybody, I would have an issue with Obama. Loves Obama. Okay, look, Obama did like to drone some wedding parties. Any yeah. any issues I have with Obama are not the same issues that Killed some guy on right wing radio has. Okay, like when I say like you know if I have issues with Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton or Barack Obama, they're not the same fucking issues that these these right wing assholes have. No, it's more about True. like uh, if anything, the things that I have issues with Obama about, those right wing assholes would like about Obama. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like, you know. Like, so uh, yeah, you know, right. I mean, soft on certain. Yeah, you know, those are the few things stuff. that they actually enjoy about um, Hillary Clinton. So when I, that's the reason I never criticize Hillary Clinton or Obama. It's because people will assume that I'm a criticizing him in the same ways that Rush Limbaugh does. And it's like, no, Rush Limbaugh probably likes. No, you have you have actual substance to what yeah, you're saying. Exactly. So what I'm saying, they're There's pieces no of substance shit. Substance to Rush Limbaugh. Well, that's the thing. So I I almost feel like I shouldn't say anything bad about Obama or Hillary Clinton because it's going to be lumped in with the things that you know I, I, that people criticize about them that I actually think are good about them. You know. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm getting depressed now. Trump is our president. Okay, so what about king? What about kings <laughs> of England? Kings of England. I I don't know. I, I just want to say this one last thing is that the, the standard shouldn't be um, that they're Barack better Obama. that they're better than Trump. You know what I mean? Well, no, that's a stupid standard because it's <laughs> like about everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying that like even presidents that I liked, like Obama and Bill Clinton, yes. have issues that I things that I didn't like you about. Don't them. understand. 
<laughs> Don't be thick, all right? But Obama, if you compare Obama to any— Franklin Pierce is a better president. Than Do you want to tell the story or are you going to let oh, me finish? Yeah. <laughs> Look, yes, we can. I would rather have Obama in office than uh, than Trump. I mean, I, like, I, I can't even— believe i'm actually having to qualify that but (laughs) (laughs) okay okay i have a new segment excellent yeah this is getting boring yeah take out the uh this is very interesting you think so it is interesting we'll come back to this the president's no i think it's run its course but like we can move on but oh okay it was a good topic new yeah so but i like here's a new topic go for it this is uh this is a listener mail so uh, we've been we've been online long enough um, mm-hmm. that we can do listener mail. Listener mail. Um, let me see here. What's a good one here? <laughs> um, gotten response. This one was the subject is the the real deal. Uh, it says this message is for Mike. Let him know that he's for real. Unlike those other jabronis on this dumbass podcast. Is that Jimmy? <laughs> Sincerely, a dude who knows what's up. <laughs> it's got to be Jimmy. <laughs> I think it's Will. Uh, oh, you think so? All right, here's another one. Uh, here's another one. It's <laughs> they love Mike. The subject here is uh, we we get it. Uh, dear white people, <laughs> you don't got to tell us you're white. We know you're white. You're yeah. seriously fucking white. We know you feel bad about it, and that's cool. We, I don't think we told anybody about it. I think, they, like, I think it's it was kind of obvious. obvious. It was pretty yeah. obvious. Yeah. But, like, you got to stop pointing out you were white. Hey, we're white. Your whiteness is implied from the content of your conversation. <laughs> Who said this? Oh, F- totally. FYI, I'm white, too. No, I'm, no. I'm right there with you. <laughs> You've got a fan base. We're growing all a little fan base best, here. FYI. <laughs> I like this. Best, a similar white guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. That could be my friend Brian. He's, that's the kind of thing could he would write. Yeah, all right. Let me see here. Um, <clears throat> At first, I thought it was black people, and I was like, oh, no. I sent this link around, this uh, podcast around to my friend Brian guy. Kasich. We could give a shout-out to him. He lives in Charlottesville. He writes, like, five novels a year. Um, he uh, He's made five. a movie. Yeah, he works at the uh, the library down there. Are they, like, 200 pages each or something? Yeah, I mean, he, he, like, literally, it's his therapy. Like, basically, he writes, like, like he's got, like, three kids yeah, the, and the, a full-time job. I, I saw his Amazon page. It looked pretty awesome. Yeah, and I'm like, how do you have the energy to do that, to write, like, five novels a what year? What kind of novels? Well, it's not, like, mindless either. He has an editor who goes through this stuff and he, that he pays. And, and some of it's, yeah. like, young adult novels. Some of yeah. it, he seems to have a different uh, I was thinking, I want to, I, you know, uh, not to steal his idea, but, like, I was thinking, like, yeah. well, I... I don't want to write young adult novels, but I don't know that I want to write adult novels either. But I'm interested in writing a novel, so I was thinking I've got to get in this, uh, get in on the game, get on the ground floor of writing young adult novels, but for adults. Do it. I, I think that's what he does. So it's like a young adult novel. You know, we like had to call him in one of these Style and format, but like for adults, with like real fucking, not some of this bullshit fucking in the young adult novels. Dude, we got to get Brian. Not implied fucking actual fucking. No, no, he would love this conversation. <laughs> he like if we got Brian in on this conversation, he'd Are be the totally young into adults it. Adults fucking or adults um, fucking. They always imply it in those young, you know, in the in the in the what's the the Twilights. Yeah. The, oh, I sent this also to my friend Steve, who's um he said he would listen. So I have sent this around. So Steve. maybe and Rebecca's been listening apparently. Um, apparently. So I don't know. I want to get uh, my goal for this podcast as long as I'm on it. Uh, you know, like the seven weeks I'll be gone. I don't really care. But as long You're as, <laughs> yeah, once I, I I'm gonna have a um, what is that called? Where like, are you going? 
I, I have, I'm taking seven Saturday classes. Uh, oh, this, this guy seems to think he can't hang out because he's got Saturday class. In the that's morning. a weird way to think, man. Because it I, is a bizarre ass way to think. That's maybe not I, how you get through college. Yeah, whatever it is. Maybe I could just come I over worry anyway. About you, Fuck Dan it, Johnson. You know what? I might do that, but like, I'll just be tired. Like it doesn't have to be every, but like you don't all, have to like stay up. You're right. Night. You know what? I'm taking it. Ah. Whoa! I cut my mic off. You know what? I might come over for a couple of them because because <laughs> uh, they're kind of a joke anyway. This one teacher doesn't really do anything. She just kind of reads the slides. What happens if she listens to this? That's because it's a Saturday class. You know what? Fuck it. I'm coming over a couple of those nights, those Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. I had this, a Saturday Friday class night. One you know time. what? Every now and then. I'm gonna be. But, I'm gonna come over. But a couple. But no, some of them. Three of them. I have to drive out to Woodbridge for. So, Woodbridge. Yeah. So I have to be up maybe at like not seven. On those like, yeah, no, I can't. Nova, those nights, Nova maybe Woodbridge. Yeah, I have to because that's the only place they're offering those. No, yeah, and that's um that's three Saturdays in a row. So basically, from September 29th to um. There's a Nova out in Loudon, isn't there? There is. I haven't been to Sterling. it. Though. My mom teaches well, at the Loudon. There was one in Manassas that was Manassas, right next to my house. Dude. My mom teaches at one of those. She either, I think place. she teaches at Loudon. Um, so she drives out there all the time. Um, in any case, Fuck yeah, Loudon. from Saturday September ranch. 29th to Saturday November 10th, I'm taking Saturday classes. The last three, oh man, and one of those is right before my birthday, so I won't have the birthday Friday. I'll have to come over then. Because I want, I want to get the birthday love. Your birthday's in, like, November. Yeah, it's it's far away. It's Wednesday this year. It's the day after Election Day. It was. Uh, it sometimes falls on Election Day. The 10th? Uh, November 7th is my birthday, but, but Saturday uh, the 10th is going to be my last class for this uh, HR thing, which is really boring. So, in any case, um, my goal... I don't know what that, any of that My means. goal for this podcast is to get five listeners. That's what I want. I want five solid How many listeners. people are listening to this? Uh, maybe two at this point. Yeah, I think it's maybe two or three. Not counting me and Patrick. Jimmy and Rebecca? I don't think Jimmy listens. Jimmy doesn't no, count. No, yeah, no. well, Jimmy. He, he didn't even listen to when we left him a message. Yeah, I'm, but he did contribute. He sent us that, like, that, uh, the transcription of the, um, rambling message, which was hilarious. I, I mean, people, yeah, that was awesome. people, I mean, it would have I'm a certain that. appeal because it's just sort of like hanging out. Yeah. With people, like. It, you know, it's like, oh, I know those guys, and I'm just kind of hanging out with them. Well, I have certain friends who are very supportive of, like, my musical endeavors. I have a certain set of friends. A certain set of friends. <laughs> you know, and it's cool. Like, so I'll send it to them, and they might actually listen to two minutes of it. Um, two minutes? But my friend Brian might listen to the whole fucking thing. I'm telling you. Who are you. these people with no attention span? Two minutes. There's a, uh, two minutes. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. So the, here, uh, all right, here's the next email. Here we go. This, well, this one says... Um, uh, the subject is those that don't learn from history, dot, 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 ellipses. Uh, dear all, please talk more about history. And uh, you we kind of did that. Oh, that's great. Please talk yeah. more about history. I, I didn't want to seem like an idiot. So no, like, no, I, that's I, good. I, I tried to tone it down. I'm super into history. <laughs> Let's get back the, to presidents. I'm super into history, but the other history podcasts, you can tell those dudes are reading off a screen. Uh, I like history to be more freeform. We're and, jazzing it up. And extemporaneous. <laughs> Drunk history. Like you guys. I also don't like my history to be too accurate. <laughs> we can help with that. It's kind of fucked up to be 100% accurate because then what's the point of studying history? How do you find out new things? Better have so, better to have some mistakes here and there. Just flows better. Five stars would listen again. And this is signed uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin. <laughs> well, that sounds yeah, official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's... Um, that sounds official. That's very cool. You know, she's... Uh, I knew we had some... That uh, sounds like a familiar name I've heard before. Yeah, she wrote uh, Team of Rivals. 
the uh, the book about um, Lincoln's cabinet. Uh, yeah, yeah. She she's on MSNBC she all the time. Probably lives down the street here. Yeah, I'm sure that's really her. Uh, you know, the Spielberg movie, uh, Lincoln, was based on her uh, book. <laughs> it was. It was based on her life. Well, you know, she wrote the book, uh, Team of Rivals, yeah, um, no, and it was yeah. a big popular book uh, really early on in Obama's administration when it came out because he was he appointed uh, Hillary Clinton. He was Clinton. all about, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because, like, so it's like we're jazzing it up and, like, sometimes you hit some wrong notes, but, like, yeah, that's only because, like, sometimes I forget stuff because I'm, like, drinking and See, I'm not drinking. I'm just sitting here like stuff. I'm just sitting here with I'm, like I'm feeding you wrong information, and you're like, yeah, yeah. And well, no, like, yeah. I, it's all stuff <laughs> yeah, that yeah. I knew about ten years ago, but I've I haven't yeah, studied in ten years, so I, I can't. We're old and rusty. It's, like, it's all yeah. it's like yeah, you know, back during the Fillmore administration, that, uh, didn't they do this? <laughs> Fillmore butts. Fillmore. Butts. It's like we, we don't think that anybody with any actual authority is going to um, listen to it and be like, you know, guys, that's not exactly. I'm going to pick the three presidents. I'm going to pick them. John Quincy Adams. Oh, John Quincy Adams. That is a president that I find fascinating. You know, John Quincy Adams is, is the actual author of the Monroe Doctrine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John, so I'm going to go with John Quincy Adams because of the fact that he was a one-term president who lost the popular vote um, but won the Electoral College. They named, like, a area of Massachusetts after him. Yeah, and um, so he was president for four years, but he kind of had that hanging over his head the entire time. The whole, you know, you didn't really win, but you did you win. You didn't really win. So he was the first oh, president right. to have to deal with that. that whole shit. Yeah. So I think now every, it seems to be pretty common. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, there's been well in our recent history, but overall, it doesn't happen very the, often. He, he was the last president with before like the two party system. Right? Republican, um, yeah. Republicans have only won the popular vote in one out of the last eight yeah. elections. Yeah. Seven, yeah. Right. Seven or eight elections. Uh, two. Oh, four. In oh, four and eighty eight. Um, <laughs> no, 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 but that's what oh, I'm saying. Oh, from 92 yeah, on. Yeah. So, oh, so yeah, there's been a lot. 92, 96, uh, 2000, they lost. Uh, 2004 is the only time the they only won. only time they've won. 2008. Since 88, yeah. Yeah, 12 and 16, they lost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's, um, but I think there's some others in history, like uh, Benjamin Harrison was one. Yeah. He lost, and but then. He, he was still, the, he was the good guy in that race. And then Cleveland came back. Uh, Cleveland won the popular vote three times. So he's the only person other than FDR, to win the popular vote three times, I think, right? I may, I may be wrong. Yeah. Was there somebody? No, there wasn't anybody else. I think that's, I think that's about right. Yeah, yeah. You could ask Doris Kearnsville. Yeah, she's our big fan. <laughs> she's a big fan of ours. Um, I like that. So what else am I saying? Uh, so you said Ad John Quincy Adams. So John Quincy Adams is the first out of the three. I'm, I'm naming th my three most intriguing presidents that I find the most intriguing. <laughs> John Quincy Adams. All right. Number two. <laughs> uh, Gerald Ford. Really? All right. Gerald Ford. Accidental president. Yeah, the accidental president. Uh, nice guy by all accounts. And I'm going to go True. with, hopefully, in 100 years, Donald Trump. Because I hope that he is seen as such a fucking sideshow that people will look back and read and be like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, but, you're reading your book, yeah, uh, yeah. Fear. But, but, but. Yeah, but, I think he's a piece of shit. You seem to be presenting yeah. this from the perspective of a, of an extant United States, where it could just as easily the same thing could be true, but it, it's more like a Nero or somebody who's like a, maybe a, associated with the fall, no, the decline. No, no, of the I'm empire. gonna. No, what I'm saying is like you're gonna All look right. back on him and say, "What a fucking shit show." We learned so. I'm I'm being optimistic by saying people are gonna look back in an escapist kind of way and say. 
that shit was hilarious because it didn't really fuck anything up. It could also be like, you know, there's a there's a theory that's pretty well <laughs> theory. Theory. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there is a there's a theory that's pretty well founded that um a lot of issues are during the kind of 50s, 60s, and 70s are related to the leaded gasoline and yeah. the amount of lead that was in the air. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a difficult thing to, to prove for sure, but there's a lot of correlations in terms of crime and and um, uh, mental issues and, that's, and intelligence levels. Yeah. And there's there's so there's a suggestion that there there's like literally a generation or two that were physically and mentally damaged by the existence of this lead. So um, like the baby boomers. Yeah, the baby boomers, exactly. So, like, including a lot of these potential some, Trump, some generation and stuff. Um, it could be that that's like why we're dealing with this now. Like, that's that that the people who have yeah, the lead poisoning really in their brain awful. have gotten to the age where the lead poisoning. You no, know, there, there might be something to early that. onset dementia. Like, well, that's, that's how Rome fell. I definitely yeah, like that. Yeah. A, you believe weird thing. stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Anyway, so we had the two. I, no, I'm gonna three s- presidents. I'm right, gonna, so no, I'm gonna take Trump off the list because he he's not a. You know, fuck. I don't want to put him on my list. It's too new to be. Yeah, a- exactly. Uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's all in. It's based on the theory that in a hundred years, like we don't have anybody like him. I mean, ever Obama's again. pretty interesting. He is interesting. Um, I'm gonna say either FDR or LBJ. Yeah, totally. I'm gonna say a third. Uh, the LBJ. third is a tie between FDR and LBJ. No, he of the bunghole. Yeah, that. Um, well, they got the most done, and and they got the most good stuff yeah, done. Ex- yeah. Exactly. So exactly. I'm gonna go with uh, John Quincy Adams. Um, what was my second one? John Quincy Adams, Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford, because they're both kind of you know just interesting in a certain kind of way. And then I'm gonna go with FDR and LBJ. LBJ and got the most done. And I'm gonna go also. Well, the New Deal was pretty big. I mean, well, yes, it was. I mean that that changed everything. I mean, the Social Security and changed the world. That changed everything. I'm also gonna say um, I find uh, as his presidency because he's such an interesting guy and he's such a good guy, um, and he wasn't a very good president. I'm gonna say Jimmy Carter. Well, right. I'm gonna say Jimmy Carter's right. presidency is interesting to read about because he was like the best guy to ever be. Yeah, because he wasn't a particularly good president. But he was a very intelligent guy. Still is. Oh well, yeah, he's brilliant. I saw that U- UFO while canoeing. Yeah, he was also he busy fucking, beating he, a rabbit he, when he was out yeah. canoeing. Was it like <laughs> it was he, he had cancer and they were like, "You're gonna die next month," and like, like all of a like, sudden he was no, cured. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, he was I'm like, he was like, "Well, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to die, and I'm a." Good Christian, and I, and I and that's all I great. Okay, here's like Jimmy Carter is completely cancer free. <laughs> okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to reclassify this whole thing. As far as presidents that I find inspiring, and then presidents I find like just interesting because they're kind of like we're in a weird circumstance. Uh, for the for the second one where they're in a weird circumstance, I'm going to say Quincy Adams, Gerald Ford, and Jimmy Carter. As far as presidents that I think were fucking badass and I think were cool. I'm going to say LBJ, FDR. He's at the top of the list. And I don't want to say. I, I would say. Andrew Jackson. No, I'd say. I, I have to say Lincoln. I have Lincoln. to. Lincoln. Oh, well, yeah. I have to. I know it's obligatory, but I'm going to say Lincoln, FDR, and LBJ. Well, yeah. I mean, okay, besides the fact that Lincoln's, like, really important. Yeah. Like, Lincoln, like, presided over, like, the most tumultuous time in history yeah. and so there's going to be all sorts of interesting facets to let that and i have to say washington too and washington too yeah washington as far as the most and, important and, and sort of those er- a lot of those other early guys in the first yeah three or four of them or so yeah so i mean if you want to it's just such an interesting question 
You, well, you really, it's a really broad question. It's a broad question. Yeah, one that I, I mean, obviously, I was just like, I was just thinking of stuff, and I was just like, let's do this question. I'm, and I could do you could do U.S. presidents, or you could do kings of England. I'd like, say presidents that still like their legacy is still felt today. FDR and LBJ can't be under yeah, you know, stated because now like the the whole thing about the right is just trying to tear that shit all down. Yeah, that's what they've been trying to do like since. Yeah, so the we, 70s or so. So basically we had 12 years of FDR and we had, what, uh, six of, of LBJ were, so basically 20, uh, 12 plus 18 years, 18 years of our history were um, good shit was getting done. And we're, we haven't had yeah. anything like that since. Yeah, like really good stuff. That's, that's still in place. Been, yeah. Yeah, like Medicare, um, the Civil Rights Act. Um, you know the New Deal. Yeah, New Deal. All, all, all the New Deal stuff because it was yeah. the Social Security uh, was part of the New Deal. Yeah, people think of, but and also a lot of we- welfare and other things. Yeah, were all New of that Deal stuff. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I, I would argue that LBJ is sort of more progressive than FDR. Yeah, but FDR as as a, as, as wasn't like GI Bill around starting, then? I believe so. When GI Bill, I think was was that Truman though? No. Can't remember. Was that a World War Two thing? Because it could have been FDR. Yeah, it's, it was, a, it's a World War Two. So, so FDR. Uh, was yeah. it during or post World? That's what. That's I what remember. I don't know. Well, it was post. It was, it was designed. The, it so it could have been Truman. Afterwards, yeah. it might have been Truman. But so, FDR might have initiated. That. See Truman. I don't know. Maybe having Truman. You know what? Truman, Truman desegregated the army. Yeah. Yeah. So we had. I'm going to say FDR, Truman. That was you know, a, Eisenhower that was wasn't like 80 bad. Some, Eighty some years. Truman dropped the bomb, of course. Yeah. There's some stuff that Truman did that you know. Um, the, the the thing with the Social Security that's interesting, too, is, is I think a lot of people forget that um, or maybe didn't realize that when Social Security was first initiated, it was it, it actually only applied to a very narrow group of people. Yeah. And it kept expanding, expanding. In fact, I think it explicitly excluded farmers, I believe, was one of the people excluded. It might have excluded railroad ra- railroad workers, too. There was all, all these uh, yeah. classifications. Right. Uh, there was a uh, lot uh, of ministers, cl- other clergy. That's it, something I'd be interested in studying. Yeah, actually. it's it's the beginning yeah. of social uh, so the basically maybe people that were already on some sort of old school pensions. You know, that'd be yeah. something I'd get it, a master's it, in. It would it, just just like in the first three years of you know social what? security. Patrick, this, that, you know, we're talking about different things um, I could study for a master's degree. The history of um, social security and the New Deal you do, you you that might be your benefit. <laughs> it wouldn't be like the whole program. No, but of course, no. That's what that'd I'm saying. Be your, like, yeah, be that that would be my focus. Yeah, because that'd like be for cool. me, I love all history. I think like, that'd be really cool. It'd be interesting just because it's do it still it. affects us today. I don't know if we're going to get Social Security when we're old. Do it. Uh, but I've looked up what I would get. Uh, I I don't think I'm ever going to stop working. I'm going to work until. Well, I'm you can like, still get Social Security I'm even a, if you're still working. My mom I'm gets a, Social Security I'm like and she works. Seventy-six and I just drop dead. No, but you can still get social security benefits yeah, while yeah, you're doing it. Somebody asked me where the fucking Would Chopin you? music is, and I like go over there, and it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna uh, <laughs> work till you drop. It's like, oh. yeah, I can see Jesse doing that, but wouldn't you? Would It'd you be kind like? Of hilarious if you died, uh, like with um, with just sheet music collapsing <laughs> on you. <laughs> hey, Jesse, finally, just the, the shelf just collapses <laughs> after like years of like neglect. Like the shelf just goes, oh no. But while that's that going happen, on, that happen like next year. <laughs> but wouldn't you like to have an extra seven hundred dollars a month? What if some if you were <laughs> you gonna get like, this sounds like a scammer if you were are you, are you hey, trolling me? well hey, maybe it is you, you no like well that's seven hundred dollars a well, month so my buddy a buddy of mine gets social security and he gets about you know two grand a month like and he gets it on the first of every month yeah, is that, that Cassidy fellow yeah yeah he gets it um because he has disability he got it early uh but that's what he lives off of and in this area he lives with a friend who gives him really cheap rent and he's you know a lot of people really love this guy 
Um, but he lives off of. From what I hear, he's a solid guy. He's a good people, and I want to bring him to. Uh, maybe I'll bring him to Foxes tomorrow. You working tomorrow, at Foxes? Oh, dude, yes, but you don't want to go to Foxes tomorrow. Why? Dude. You need to go to Foxes in like a couple of months when there's nobody there. Like, oh, it's going to be just we're, crazy. We're doing rental season. Oh, okay. You, you worked at Music and Arts, so yeah, you, I know you, what that's. You like. have a taste of rental season. I was but, a temporary worker. The guy who just, you know, but but rental season at Foxes is nothing like rental season at music and arts like, so it's insane it's it's completely it's it's out of this world that's where you make your money that's your bread and butter basically right yeah so you you know yeah. you have to be all hands on deck well what what is that guy that um that pat knew back in the day um oh kevin Shea. kevin yeah dr jazz when is he around and you're around and there's not really what's a good time for us to go in where we could just talk to you guys and he can meet because he hasn't seen kevin since it could be like any time after columbus day Okay, yeah, yeah. So, well, that's good to know. So maybe around it's the time of my birthday. It's such an, I mean, I understand why. I know it's yeah. associated with the school season. But it like, is wild, But, man. like, Columbus Day is just, like, it's funny that it's Columbus Day is, like, the day. Where yeah. It's like, all right. It's like we're, we're, we're in, we've been in school long enough that everybody's supposed to have their shit to already. And, like, <laughs> if you're going to play an instrument, like, you better have it or else you're completely a you're loser. You're going to wait like, till next year. All right, yeah. so um, so November. Could we come in in November on a Saturday in November? Absolutely. So maybe we'll just shoot for that. You could come in on a weekday. Well, it's usually Saturday. This is a Friday. I'm pretty sure we're going to get I a, hang out with gonna, him on we're Saturdays. Gonna, we're going to get a letter. Uh-oh. We're going to get an email. I, I should check the email. Well, this doesn't go out live because we're going to get an email next yeah. week. Uh-oh. It's going to be like, why the fuck are you guys like making it, planning a date like on the recording? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, should we say what today's date is? Today, I always think this that this should be time stamped. This is. <laughs> I do think that it should like when we put these up, they should have the date because it's like they do have the date. Do they? they but the well, date. they have the date when you put it up. No, they have the dates. They I, do. Oh, okay. I put it. I no matter when I put it up, I put cool. the date. All right, cool. I don't. No, no, I, don't, I just haven't looked at that. Yeah. If anybody says shit about this shit, like that's you know. That's you know, good. We want the controversy. You know. Yeah, right, that's good. Well, yeah, in a way, if anybody you even you listens just tell to us any how of this, to be, like, yeah, like, fuck you. Here's a. Here is a. Uh, <laughs> What's the next one, man? Yeah. Here, here is a. Uh, here is a, a, a. I think it's a positive. So we're actually here. getting fan mail. Are you making this up? Or are we actually getting? No, you're making this, this is up for real. So no, this Patrick's is like, making this bullshit up. This one, the subject, the subject is uh, is uh, need a mentor, and uh, it says uh, it's oh yeah, it's addressed Patrick's to making this up. Dear Mr. Mike. <laughs> My name is Joey Beats, and I am 12 years old. Okay. Yeah, all these were fake. <laughs> I, I thought they were real for a second. <laughs> That's the funny no, part. No, this is real. So, uh, my name is Joey <laughs> dear, dear Mr. Mike. My, Mr. Mike. My, Mr. Name, Mike. my name is Joey Beats, and I am 12 years old. My name is Joey Beats. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to get down with the ladies in the old school style. Good for you. You seem to be hip deep in the old school. Can you tell me how to make love to lady to a lady without all lady. the modern stuff about condoms and foreplay? <laughs> this is definitely Patrick. My my dad told me about those, but it sounds like bullshit to me. I'm only twelve. I don't have time for this crap. I'll take my answer offline. Go Pats. Uh, I'll take Joey my question Beats off from uh, Cranston, Rhode Island. Hmm. So, Cranston. but Mike's not. So you but, see, like somebody from Cranston, Rhode Island would be named Joey Beats, but like I think that's a Russian person. You know, I thought that my friend Brian might have written one of these emails, but now I know that <laughs> just Patrick just made because he was talking about doing fake ads and uh, stuff, and I, I, you know, I, I got my hopes up that we had like two listeners. You ever been to Rhode Island? I have never been to Rhode Island. It's I would a love to go. Strange place. You know what? I want to go to Connecticut. 
to do no, don't geneal- go to Connecticut. Well, I want you to do genealogical research. <laughs> oh, I'm in sorry. Canterbury, Connecticut. Canterbury, Connecticut right. was uh, the Johnsons lived there for like 150 years. So they lived in Canterbury, England, and then they lived in yeah, and that's why they that's why it's Is named Canterbury. Same? Wait, oh, just because it's... because yeah, well, they were founders they of move? the town. Oh, they, okay, that makes sense. In that's 1690, like the, um, yeah, well, basically what it was, it's like the Portland, the Oregon thing. Well, it, yeah, Edward Johnson migrated from uh, Canterbury, Connecticut, to Massachusetts, like Woburn, Massachusetts. Uh, in uh, you know 1635, his descendant, uh, his grandson Obadiah Johnson, who's my direct you know great 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 grandfather. You say I'm making up emails. You're making not, up names. I'm not making this You're up. Obadiah. Up. Obadiah. That was his name. Obadiah Johnson. That was founded <laughs> with uh, with other people, but Hezekiah. among other people, he founded uh, um, uh, Canterbury, Connecticut, oh. in in like 1690. And he uh, that his, was a long time ago. Yeah, and his descendants, his uh, grandfather was a Puritan, so I bet. you know, so his name was Obadiah, which is like an Old Testament yeah, name, right. I guess, that right? Was, you know, they all had old, those Old Testament names. Yeah, so it was Edward Johnson had John Johnson. That was his youngest of nine sons. That these are my wait, direct. Wait a minute, John Johnson. Yeah, John Johnson. <laughs> wait, wait, really? Don Johnson. <laughs> is making this shit up. No, I'm not making it up. I swear to God. <laughs> no, no, no. No, they founded a town. Why? I would no, make up something cooler than only. Why do I give a shit? You know, only Anglo-Saxons would name their their children. John Johnson. John Johnson. Penis. Well, he was the tenth <laughs> son, so they, they had run out of ideas by that penis, point. Penis, penis. Penis is penis. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to... But anyway, I'm going to go to Connecticut, Canterbury, Connecticut, to check it out. All right. Uh, so here's the here's the next the next email I from go a with, listener. Let's hear it. The next email from a listener... You want to uh, go with me? The subject is... Uh, yeah, let's go to Connecticut. It's a horrible place. <laughs> is uh, choice in music. It's an industrial wasteland. It says, go with my dad. please direct this message to Jesse. Oh. Uh, Jesse's got a fan. It says, uh, uh, Jesse, you seem to have an intense knowledge of music that I find really awesome. Weird. It is super cool to hear someone talk with both passion and confidence about such a wide variety of genres and artists. What was I saying? My question for you is, if you were on a desert island and could only bring 50 albums, 50. what would they be? Signed, Herman Jerwood. Jerwood? Herman. 50 albums? Yeah, 50. Yeah, so just list the top 50 the top 50 albums you would have on a desert island. Oh my god, dude. That's generous. That's insane. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's good to That's, have a it's, lot. It's good podcasting topics cuz I could just go on and on about <laughs> I'd like 50 to do I'd like albums. to do that with DVDs cuz you know you always say what's the one and it's yeah, a, it's, it's kind of a sign- the one or the three or something. Well, yeah, cuz well there's the great Seinfeld bit where um where they're they're actually at a urinal, like Jerry's at a urinal and uh, George is at a urinal, and they're pissing. And uh, I think Jerry asks George, like, "What's the one book you'd bring on a desert island?" And he's like, uh, Three Musketeers." And he's like, "You've read that?" He's like, "No, I'm saving it for the island." <laughs> <laughs> like, wouldn't you rather bring something that you hadn't seen, you know, and then stuff, right? So that's the kind, but if you have fifty DVDs or fifty books or fifty. Uh, albums that's actually more interesting because then you're like you know that's a good library yeah because you would go insane if you had like one book or you have to okay like you got to work some kind of trickery in there and be like well i'll get like i'll have to count a few of these albums i'll have to count as like cds that are like cds nuts a set of like four cds oh that's we have to get the criteria down so you can work work in sort of like so you can get like okay 
hypothetically if you like beethoven and you're like i gotta have yeah. a few beethoven symphonies and no shit. but it has does it have to be a single disc like that wouldn't be me i would be like i'd have to have a few Mahler symphonies or something so like but I, that's I'd on several to, discs right yeah, or like a or like a or like a multi-disc set of like Pierre Boulez or something. And like, that should count as one, right? That's that, what I'm that, wondering. So right, that, that should, should count, count as, as one. one. Okay, well then that then you're gonna have so like nine hundred so CDs. So, that, so you could fit in a bunch of fucking classical music with just like you know like five albums, and it's like well it's like five well, sets of like a bunch of CDs. And well, then, if you do that, then, can you say the whole discography of Led Zeppelin like, is one out al- was one I, album? No, I mean, no. See, that's the thing. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I don't think that would fly. <laughs> oh, okay. But then you can come up with like 45 other albums from the other other music. But I guess if they had one album that was seven hours long, you could take that seven. That, yeah, yeah I think okay, you, I if see. If you had like some experimental business and it was like, right, we have 19 hours of music. That would count I would as be, one. I would count that as one. I, you know why? Because I think if if Trump shows us anything, we've got we've to gotta be less pedantic. Yeah. You know, we got to be a little looser. <sighs> Loose, that, yeah, because you know, you with the with the. No, I agree with. That. I was talking about Gamer that with Gate my um, and me too. And, and I have to yeah, it's like pick at least six or seven Frank Zappa albums. Yeah, and Zappa is one that could have some like long ass shit conceivably. Well, that yeah. too, yeah, right. But like, so like at least six or seven of those albums would be Frank Zappa albums. What rock albums would you take? That's the question. Because how would you fit the rock albums into your symphonies and your? Well, you see, you can only take an album. You can't take like a whole. Like, okay, if I have fifty, like, I mean, I already have like. No, no, the fifty. Like, you have how many? Three hundred CDs or something. Like, right? How many of those? My house is full of fucking CDs. How many rock albums? Which rock albums would you take? It, and because you'd have to fit it in with the fifty other, it would be among the fifty things. So among your Beethoven and among um, your other uh, composers. That you have, you know, the works of, or you know, whatever. Which rock albums well, would you take in that? Because you're limited by. It has to be a certain album, and it can't overflow the fifty. Okay, well, he's thinking. I mean, okay, so based on just what I listen to now, like, yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna like say like at this point in my life, I don't need like a whole bunch of Led Zeppelin. Right, but I would have like presence. Mm-hmm. You'd have you'd have that with you. I just, would have that as an album, right? Just to refresh your memory every once in and a while. And I and then I would have like the this like box set I have that that has like some cool stuff on it of Led Zeppelin. Yeah, it's it's like it was like one of the earlier box it, sets they came out with for Led Zeppelin, and it, and it was like two CDs. Does that count as an album or two and, albums? And so that would count as an album. One, okay. and that would be fine for Led Zeppelin. Yeah. So like as far as like classic, you know, like I don't need to like satisfy some sort of classic rockness. Yeah. So I'd have to pick some like more other stuff like a couple of Minutemen albums and like yeah. some Nirvana or something like that, you know, like See, this would be impossible for me because I'm a like, big Like would I choose any Black Flag on this Desert Island? Like you might choose a Black Flag. I would just well. Take I think full, I'd go with I would more take Minutemen. The, I would take the full Weird Al Yankovic discography. That's well, because you see, then the, I would get the Weird music. Al Yankovic. But like, it would a be bunch funny. of artists. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't it would get like boring. Uplift my mood. It would uplift my mood on the island when I'm just. I mean. Well, it and would, So would would a box set? Because you're gonna die pretty soon on this island. Al- 
album. Yeah, you're right. It's like you're gonna you, die. You soon. only need about two albums anyway. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna, gonna die listening to Eat It. Because yeah. what is it? Yeah, this this like, <laughs> like reminding. Well, that, wouldn't that make you sad because you couldn't? This, you had no I food? would imagine it. He would describe. You know, he's got that funny. You know, this That's hypothetical true. like desert island. Like yeah, you're dead within a month anyway. What's going so. on there? Like what's, yeah, what's exactly. the water why, why situation? Why, why is it like, a desert island instead of like? Why don't they just say like it's like a nice temperate island? What is a right. desert island? Well, how about why don't they say in jail? Like these are the albums that you can have <laughs> in your jail cell for the rest of your life, as, that, right. as and you can't switch them out. Assaulted. That might if be. You, well, no, no, no. You're in solitary confinement. So like you're. That's be better. The rest of your life is a solitary bleak existence. Well, they get they fo- they feed you. You get one hour a week in the yard because you and murdered you, those women. Right or whatever, but like you, you get it. you get fifty albums and you get three novels. Yeah, and that's it. That's what you fucking. How get. many movies do you you get one movie? Wait, is this a math problem? Yeah. It it can be. Can I have some of those goldfish? No. Or are, are you saving those? No, you can have those. Those are for oh. the kids, dude. You can't eat this. No, those are for me. Um, oh, look. Those look, are goldfish. These are the very, there's very little left. There's a rainbow there's a goldfish. There too. Oh, shit. The, so you, you got the pizza kind and the uh, cheesy cheesy pizza parmesan. Oh, so these are like together. Oh, man. So, what do I, so I got, okay, I got, what did I say? Seven Frank Zappa albums? Yeah, yeah, seven. Yeah, l- go ahead. I'm going to eat a little bit. I'll, I'll get seven Frank Zappa albums. To be determined at some other point in, in episode two of this podcast. Oh, so you're gonna make a, <laughs> he's gonna make a list for next week. No, I'm not. Yeah, you should. That's I your would. homework. You should um, compile the fifty. I'll albums. pick. I'll pick three Minutemen. Mm-hmm. So that's ten. Okay. Frank Zappa Minutemen. These are good. Uh, how many albums does Fugazi have? Like ten. We right? have all of them. Ten. Something like that. I'll go with five of them. So that's 15. So you're a big Fugazi guy. You really like Fugazi. I mean, I knew you liked them, but... that would be, Yeah, that would be something if, like, I knew that, like, I had I had to choose something mm-hmm. to, like, live in some sort of post-apocalyptic wasteland. I would, yeah. Like, Interesting. I would pick some Fugazi. It'd be almost uh, impossible for me because I'm a completist. Like, I get every album by an artist. If I like an artist... I'll get albums that I don't like by the I'd artist. I have to get some Melvins and some Stereo Lab and yeah, and some kind of electronic shit. I don't know. See, look, I own you every Bob Dylan album, even the Born Again Christian ones. I bought them for like four dollars wow. because, and I've never literally listened to them. I think I listened to them once because if I get on an artist, I like how they progress through their whole career. Like the Beatles, I have all their albums. If you start thinking about like, well, I I get to choose fifty albums, like right, you can't do like that's it's it's so tough. hard because you're like, well, I get, I can get like just what I'm doing now. I'm like, I'm I'm gonna get five of these and six of these and like, well, it, it, well, the problem is like if I'm in the mood to listen to Bob Dylan, for example, sometimes I'm in the mood for his early acoustic stuff. Sometimes I'm in the mood for his '90s, like his his old guy coming back stuff. And sometimes in the mood for some of his, like, you know, 80s stuff. It's like, you know what I mean? I can't pick one of those albums. And some I of the, didn't know Bob Dylan had so much stuff. He has, like... He does. He, has, he had, like, yeah. a whole Christian phase. Yeah, he had three well, albums yeah, in, I like, heard about 79, 80, and 81. He went through this bizarre phase where he became a born-again Christian. And when you listen to the is album... That, is that before the Travel and Wilburys? It was. Yeah, yeah. Travel and Wilburys was 88. I know Bob Dylan. I, lo- I love his stuff. Travel and Wilburys is pretty tight. Yeah, they were like George Harrison, Roy Orbison. Roy Orbison was, was uh, Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, and, well, yeah. and the guy from Electric Light Orchestra. 
Yeah, right. Uh, Jeff Lynn or something. Yeah, he's the one guy. But I, that's he's a, kind of the weaker guy. But but it's pretty amazing that that like because I've listened to some of their stuff and it's you think the too many cooks, but there's some good good songs there. It, yeah, somehow it's like it the works. right combo of dudes. Like I, yeah, because I think Tom Petty. I think the core of it is Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, and George Harrison. And those three are such fucking amazing songwriters. And then they peppered in Roy Orbison, who has a beautiful voice and a great songwriter, too. I used to try to think of, like, some sort of alternate travel in Wilburys where you got rid of, like, some of those guys and you kept some other guys and like, yeah. replaced them with other people. It's amazing. It's like that... a different band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's amazing that that band happened. You know, it really is. Yeah. I mean, like, because if you get just Bob Dylan and George Harrison are both legends in their own right, you know. Yeah. And. Right, and you get Tom Petty, who who at the time he's had a great career. He was the, he's the newer guy. Well, he time. was a hot star at the time. Yeah, like he he had top forty shit when he was in the wheelchair. That, that's sort of like how he cemented like his his like sort of credibility. He's coming out of that tradition of of American rock. You know, when you watch videos of maybe this is just my interpretation. When you watch videos of the traveling Wilburys, it or looks like Bob rock. Dylan really enjoys Tom Petty's company. You know, because in Bob Dylan, you can never read the guy. He's just a weird enigma. I think that, like, all those guys really got along Yeah. It seems like, like he's having fun. That was the thing. I think, I, I remember hearing something, I guess it was some sort of interview with Tom Petty, and he was talking about, like, how it was just, like, you know, they all got along. It was really Yeah. They, they they look like, well, the thing is, Bob Dylan looked like he wasn't, he just kind of looks like a weird kind of, like, guy he's like a weird enigma who has no emotion because he's just sick of being worshipped and all this i think that's why he became a born-again christian i drove by his house in uh, new orleans i think the reason that bob dylan became a born-again christian is because he was sick to death of people saying you're a prophet you know what's up and it fucked with his head to the point where he's like this is bullshit you know and like for example like um when woodstock happened it was supposed to be they went to his backyard to have woodstock and he didn't want anything to fucking do with it he was basically, I'm trying to raise my kids. I'm just a normal guy. I'm not a prophet. I'm just a musician. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have the answers to life to you. Right, because he lived up the, up the, yeah. He lived right. in that area, and he was he lived up that area to get away from shit, and the people moved up there yeah. to harass him, you know? So that anyway. area of the country is still kind of remote. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so uh, getting off that. I, I like, I find him fascinating. So his whole trajectory as an artist so the next um, <clears throat> email. Oh man! Oh man! The subject is auditory herpes. Wow! Uh, <laughs> Oi! Seriously, this is shit. Can't be bothered to be clever, but compelled to let you know. Utter shit. Fuck off. All That's right. That's from Fuck uh, off. from uh, Bernard Hecklingsworth from uh, Brom- <laughs> Bromley, London. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that guy, Bromley. <laughs> this dude's from Bromley. Bernard Hecklingsworth. <laughs> Hecklingsworth. Hecklingsworth. <laughs> Yeah, not all of these are positive. That's, um, that's no, awesome. I, you got to get some hate mail. If you're... I, I think I can take so, get something positive out of that. Here, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, this one is entitled uh, "Time I Can't Get Back." Uh, Dear Patrick, that's all time. This <laughs> podcast sucks balls, and I don't think those guys are your friends. You should kill yourself. <laughs> you don't think they're your friends? <laughs> if those guys are your friends, you should kill them too because they are mo- <laughs> because they are morons. Why would anyone listen to this shit? I don't even see the point in writing this. I should kill myself, too, for even taking the effort. Fuck you and your family. Peace. Fuck you and your family, too. Who is that? That's signed Alistair Wong. Alistair Wong? I think that was Mike. Mike did that. It doesn't say where they're from. Alistair Cook. Mike would do that, but he doesn't have a computer, so he probably didn't. 
Wong. Here's one. There's, there, <laughs> he doesn't. He's not all like ironically. Wang. Asian. This email uh, is no subject. Um, dear Patrick and friends, can you do an episode where you discuss recipes? Like, for stuff you can make at home that will impress friends and family. I can make but, ramen. But that don't require too much skill or any hard-to-find ingredients. Thanks. Hush puppies. That's from uh, Beatrice Redbridge. These goldfish are fucking great. Man. Beatrice Redbridge. Good Yeah, habit. so she wants recipes. So maybe, you know, I don't know if anybody has a favorite recipe. I, I'm, I'm like, bring it in and then discuss it. I make uh, broccoli. You can be like, this is my recipe, and I'm going to talk about it. I steam broccoli. I make <laughs> I peanut butter and jelly. I the angle. Yeah. No, I, I don't really cook. I'm, like, hopeless. I didn't think so. Yeah. That's why I didn't bring you any garlic. No, I, I, I don't cook. So I like will. I, br- I, brought, I brought Patrick and Jamie some garlic, and then I was like, I don't need to bring you any garlic because I don't think you cook anything. <laughs> I'd give it to my mom. She'd probably appreciate it. Oh yeah, well that's cool. I could yeah. do, I could do that. Yeah, I'd be like, here's some. No, actually, you know, they they'd like that. It's from like Natalie's family. You know, they know they um, grow garlic somehow. Her uncle grows garlic. I you know my dig on some, my mom the other day garlic. like it's I brought really up. Good. It's I like was talking strong. about. Hey Jesse, uh, I was talking about our England trip to my parents the other day just to bring it up to talk. Um, and uh, I brought up the name Natalie, and my mom's like, "Who's Natalie?" I'm like, "Oh, that's Jesse's uh, wife." Indeed. But I think the fact that I brought up a female name, my mom got like, oh, whoa, you know, she, she wants me to settle down already. And I was like, no. She thought you had a girlfriend? No, she just, she was just like, I was saying, look, well, Natalie really wants to go to the Isle of Wight. But she's like, who's Natalie? And I'm like, oh, that's Jesse's wife. That's who I'm going to. And, and I just assumed she knew who Natalie was. So I'm an idiot because she doesn't know who the, these people are. It's like when I talk to like Natalie on the telephone, like I can never get the volume loud enough. Like cause she's, she's, usually at, she's usually at work. And yeah. she's always trying to speak quietly. It's like I'm like Natalie, you're not in the library. She's uh, like I'm trying to be quiet because she's quiet anyway. When I have right. when I have, when Mike is on the on the phone, like I can never get the thing like quiet enough. <laughs> you hold it like ten feet away from your head. <laughs> I have to hold it ten feet away from my head. <laughs> you're like God damn, dude, you're loud. It's like me and Patrick were loud. You're not really loud, Jesse. You but you can project I, when I you try have to, to. I try to keep it. Yeah, you know. You're not an obnoxious jerk, basically. Like I, like I know I, what the what the proper decibel levels are. But you can you can hang with me and Patrick who are who are loud. Yeah, yeah. this microphone helps too. Was Jess, was James loud when we hung out? With James, you know, back in the day, he wasn't as loud as not me. as you, not as loud as you. Yeah. Today's segment is how loud was he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how loud was James in 1997? Is he more? Yeah. Is he louder now? Or I remember was him being kind of loud. Was 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 Eric? Pardini louder in 2002. Than, How loud than James was, he? was in two, 1990? Is Will Mitchell loud? Uh, I think he can be selectively. See, I think this is James. James, James, yeah. James will get enthusiastic about something, and he'll be all like super, like super loud about being enthusiastic about it. Yeah, but he can also tell. He can be all like, hey, man, hey, man, he can good. control himself. Yeah, yeah. I think Will can as well. I can't control my urges. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can see that right now. Urge. <laughs> I have. It's just a weird word. Urges. Urges of perversion. <laughs> no, because I remember one time I was uh, hanging out with a friend, and I was goofing around. I was like, "Hey, we ought to take a, a brick and throw it at somebody." And my friend was like, "I get those urges too, Dan." And I'm like, <laughs> and, I like and I was like, "That just sounds sexual. Urge doesn't sound like you should use it anyway." Sounds like turgid. It's just a weird word. Turgid. It's because we live in a puritanical urge. society. So. Is that what's up? Yeah. All urges are bad. 
<laughs> That's all I know. Hunger is the devil. Hunger yeah. is the devil. Hunger is the devil. I love how Jamie's putting up with this nonsense in her house. Well, so far. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a breaking point. <laughs>